Good morning. It's time for us to dive back into the Word of God this morning on the Morning Mindset edition of the Live, Build, Change podcast. I am Kerry Green, and thank you for joining me. We have just yesterday jumped into Ephesians chapter 2, and I'm trying to highlight some things that we typically have been taught are spiritual truths, is the way you might hear it explained. And yes, they've happened on a spiritual level or in the spiritual realm, but it is a realm or a dimension that is parallel to the one we are in and is therefore just as real. And we hear that kind of talk in fantasy movies or in science fiction shows where there's an alternate dimension. There's something separate from this world we live in, but it's just as real. And somehow the characters, it's explained through magic or some kind of a of a thing that the person is able to move back and forth between the dimensions. We're all for hearing that in a fantasy story or a science fiction story. But when it comes to our real life, because we're so grounded in this tangible earthly realm that we live in, it's hard for us to grasp the possibility that there really may be other dimensions and that the scripture actually says there are other dimensions and that we live in both of them simultaneously as believers in Christ. And that all sounds fantastical. I realize that. But I'm going to dig into it here in Ephesians 2 to show you what I mean. And we highlighted yesterday that before coming to faith in Christ, the scripture here says we were dead in the trespasses and sins. Our spirit was dead. We did not have the capacity to respond to God. Spiritually speaking, we didn't have the capacity to relate to him, to interact with him. And so if you hear people out there who are non-Christ followers, who reject Christ outright, and yet they say they are spiritual people, what I take that to mean is that they understand there is a spiritual dimension and a spiritual aspect of themselves, or at least that there should be, and they are eager to pursue that or they're interested in it. But Paul says here that unless you have Christ as your Savior— You are dead in your trespasses and sins. You don't have a spiritual capacity with which to truly interact with God on a spiritual level. And that's a sad truth about the world that we live in and the people who reject Christ. But I want to move on from there because I want you to understand something else about this that I believe we are intended to take very literally. In verse 3, Paul says, We once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. So at one point, before we knew Jesus Christ, before we placed our faith in him, we were children of wrath. And what that means is God's wrath was aimed at us, just like all of mankind. In his anger, his wrath was aimed at us because of our sinfulness, because he is holy. This is something that's skipped over far too much in the church these days, and because it sounds like an angry God. It sounds like God is not very approachable. But that's what happens when a holy God's standards are violated, when sinful people try to come into his presence. It's not a pretty picture because by his very nature of purity and holiness, He must respond in wrath towards sin. And then in verse 4, we're not going to have time to get into it very deeply, but a little conjunction, the word but, changes everything for us. But God, being rich in mercy, did something. And I want you to live this day mindful of this fact, that God is rich in mercy toward you. He is. He is rich in mercy toward you. 
It says, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you've been saved. What is that saying to us? It's saying that God looked down on his creation, you and me included, and saw that we were his enemies. We had rejected his ways. By our very nature, we are children of wrath, he says. But he took the initiative with this great love with which he loved us. And he made us alive together with Christ. That means when Christ rose from the grave, he made us alive with that spiritual life that Jesus has at the very same time. Let's follow up on this again tomorrow. Tomorrow.